You're listening to the Tipsy Nerds Book Club Podcast, your home for the best of science fiction and fantasy with a twist. Whether you prefer your stories with dragons or aliens, your beverages shaken or stirred, fill your glass, relax, and join the conversation with your hosts, sci-fi and fantasy authors and proud tipsy nerds, Natalie Wright and R.S. Dabney. Welcome, Tipsy Nerds, to a special episode of the Tipsy Nerds Book Club featuring the Amazon Prime show, Good Omens. And I am Natalie Wright, your host, and with me as always is my co-host, Robin Dabney. Hello, Robin. Hello, Natalie. We're clinking. Cheers. Yay, because we're together. Yes, we're together, and that's always so much fun. It really is. Yeah. Like, we would do this probably literally every day. Yeah. If we lived... It's probably a good thing we don't live near each other because then we would basically be drunk every day. But there would be 365 episodes a year for people to listen to. No, that's... Pending they want to listen to us often. <laughs> yeah, assuming that we haven't scared everybody away by now. That, yeah, that would be cool. That would be cool. But alas, we, we live... I don't know how many miles apart we live. I do hours. Okay, it's we're like 10 hours. 10 hours, yeah. Yeah. So we're together in El Paso, and we're recording some sessions, and we're excited today to talk about Good Omens. We had already talked about the book by Terry Pratchett and Neil Gaiman a yes. few weeks back, and we promised you an episode of the show, and which we have now watched all of the shows. So we're going to chat about that. Very exciting. Yeah. I really liked the show, of course. I mean, it's a story that lends itself to... Being enjoyable in whatever medium in which it's told. And the actors who played Aziraphale and Crowley, uh, what was it, Michael Sheen and David Tennant? Yeah. They made this show. Yeah, absolutely. And we talked in the the book episode about how much we enjoyed their relationship and their banter. Right. And being able to watch it on screen was yeah. delightful. It is definitely delightful. And yeah. they are... They're just, they're a joy to watch. I mean, I've always been a fan of David Tennant. Yes. And I wasn't really familiar with Michael Sheen. He was uh, in the Underworld movies. I, I didn't really, were... I didn't okay. see those movies. Okay. I, 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 that's how I came to know him was through the Underworld series. But... Yeah, he's great. Oh, yeah. And just their mannerisms and everything. Okay, so I really want to actually, this is terrible. I don't have tattoos, but if I were to get a tattoo now, I almost want to like want to get that little snake tattoo that Crowley has on his side of his face. Was that in the book? I don't think so. I don't think so either. That seems like a Hollywood detail and one I approve of. It's one I approve of too. So we're going to, we're going to cheers to that. We're going to cling to that. To the tattoo. To the, to the snake tattoo on the side of his face. Shout out to the Garden of Eden. Yeah, absolutely. It was, yeah. Definitely. Very cool. And then the glasses that he wore, nice. I, which hid his, like, you know, snake eyes mm-hmm. from from people so he could walk through the world and not uh, call attention to the fact that he's actually, you know, the snake from the Garden of Eden that, that tempted Eve so to the fall. One thing I should point out for people listening is Natalie and I got really into this episode. So we have actually dressed as the characters. We are con- currently cosplaying Crowley and Aziraphale. Yeah. I am... I have blonde hair, so I am wearing all tan, suede, light colors. You know, yeah. I'm the good angel. Yeah, we all know that's not true, but <laughs> she's cosplaying right now. So. I have blonde hair. It's like, it, it only makes sense. <laughs> right. And I'm drinking Chardonnay because yeah. it's gold and light and buttery. Yes. Like an angel. And Aziraphale loves his wine. He loves he his fine wine. Yes. Yes. And, and I'm cosplaying Crowley because I have red hair and I always wear black. Why? Because... 
it's easier to dress when you wear the same color every day. So you guys have to see Natalie's glasses. Her Crowley glasses are yeah. phenomenal. So go to our Instagram page, Facebook, Twitter, website, any of these. Where our drink photo this week features us with our drinks. But yeah. please go look at Natalie's glasses. They're phenomenal. And maybe I am Crowley because these aren't things I had to buy to cosplay this. <laughs> I actually have them. <laughs> Like, and they're prescriptions. So yeah. I, I, I like committed enough She's to spend the real money. deal. Um, we are not playing around. Yeah, exactly. This episode. Exactly. And what are you drinking? I am drinking bourbon because at some point in the show, there's some kind of comment by Crowley about bourbon, and I right now in my bourbon infused state of mind, I can't remember exactly where or when that happened, but there was bourbon happening. So I mean, it seems like the devil's drink. Yeah, I don't know. it's my favorite drink. Yeah. So yeah, he I'm, likes I'm, scotch. I am more, just smoky. Yeah, I'm convincing myself more and more that I. I'm a demon. More Crowley than a Sierra. Yeah. But yeah, you know, it's funny too. I really love on Twitter, first of all, at Neil himself, Neil Gaiman. I love that he interacts a lot with fans on, on Twitter. And he has been really a lot of fun to follow and watch his interaction with um, fans as people cosplay the characters and then people are um, doing fan art of the characters and stuff like that. Some of the fan art is amazing. And it's just, that's a lot of fun. So if you are a fan of the show and you are on Twitter, if you don't already follow at Neil himself, you should definitely go out and do that. And um, it's fun to just kind of follow along and, and see, you know, his interaction with the fans of the show. It's cool how involved in the show he was. Like, I know he's Neil Gaiman, so he can do what he wants. But right. I love when, you know, you have this wonderfully successful book between Neil Gaiman and Terry Pratchett. And we talked right. last week about how, at the time it was written, you know, Terry Pratchett was a literary god and Neil right. Gaiman was just getting started. Right. And now Terry Pratchett has passed away and Neil Gaiman is... It's it's neat to see, like, his right. career has gone from being kind of the sidekick to Terry Pratchett to now he's he's got... He's a literary god. He's a literary god. Yeah. And so he's he's been so involved in this show. Um, he Sandman. wrote the show, I believe, didn't he? Wrote he wrote the show, yeah. yes. He's yeah. an executive producer and a writer yeah. his, on the show. His, his graphic novel series, Sandman, was that a graphic novel? Yeah. yeah. It, I think is also being adapted. And so it's yeah. like he's sort of now writing this wave as a literary god. And it's, it's cool and encouraging and inspiring as a writer to see that yeah. in action. And also Terry Pratchett has some things in development. Yes. So that's cool to see. The watch. Another thing that I love about Small Gods is that, you know, I've been a... F- <laughs> <laughs> I do love Small Gods. Clankable moment. Natalie getting the name wrong. The turtle Yeah, moves. the turtle moves. Okay. Yeah. Good omens. Well, like, what are we talking about? Anyway, it's... Yeah, I've been a fan of Terry Pratchett's for a number of years, and it's really people on this side of the pond don't necessarily know Terry Pratchett, I don't think, as well as they do in Great Britain. And so I love seeing that Terry Pratchett is going to have potentially, you know, this show and then maybe another show. And Neil Gaiman has been really good about pointing out when people say it's Neil Gaiman, right? Because he's a writer. Like at the very beginning of the show, it says, based on a book written by Terry Pratchett and Neil Gaiman. But then later, right before the show starts, each episode, it says written by Neil Gaiman. Yeah. And there was some fufa on the internets about, you know, people saying, wow, Neil Gaiman, you're taking 100% of the credit for that. And then, of course, other people piling on and going, no, you dipshit. It's like, yeah. yeah. But I love that Neil Gaiman, like, nipped that in the bud right away. You know what I'm saying? And he um, was pointing out, you know, that his his friend and his writing partner, you know, 
was involved. So, so anyway. I have a mentor. I, I want to fangirl yeah. over Neil Gaiman for just a second because okay. I find him, like you said, talked about following his Twitter, and I find him so inspiring, so encouraging. He goes to airports around the world and signs all the books in the bookshops and then tells fans. And someone once told him, well, like, you sign so many books, they're going to be worthless. And he was basically like, I don't give a shit. And so right. I really think he's humble. I think yes. he interacts with his fans. And I think he's a fan. I think he's a fan. He's and a fan of the genre. He's a fan of right. graphic novels, of comic books, yes. of story. And that makes me like him and his work yes. even more. Because yes. to me, Neil Gaiman is like everything I hope I can be like if I yeah. make it. When we grow up, we want, <laughs> we hope we're Neil Gaiman. <laughs> no, but like he Neil. is. He is. I mean, because, you know, let's be honest. A lot of writers out there are not humble. Right. Many of them are. Some of them are not. We don't need to name names. If you follow people, you probably can tell which ones are a-holes. Yeah. And so, you know, it's like, look, nobody's all that, Mm -hmm. okay? And everybody is there because people bought their shit. Yeah. And I think Neil Gaiman really is an example of someone who never seems to forget that he is only there because people bought his shit. Because of his fans. Right, his fans put him there. And I think his fans feel loved. And that's yes, I think so really, too. I think that's an important reminder. If you make it, or even if you don't, even if you have five fans, like, right. treat your fans with respect. Because I, I love my five fans. <laughs> my five fans. Our five fans of this show. I want to give a real quick shout out to Courtney and Michelle. Yes, you absolutely. You phenomenal. Yes, um, we, yes we you We love are. you guys. Right, definitely. Um, and Jill. And Jill. Jill's oh, been yeah. Jill's been wonderful. There are many others, and I'm sorry if we're forgetting you in this episode. We'll try to give yeah. shout-outs in the future. But, but but Courtney and Michelle have and Jill, really yeah. and Jill have really been there since the beginning, really supporting the show. And but you're absolutely right. And you know, kudos to, to Neil. And he's worked his ass off. He has. Because, you know, that's something that we I don't know if we talked about this before, but um when Hugh Howie was on our show, which we enjoyed that conversation so much, we're living the glory of talking to Hugh Howie. But um, anyway, Hugh, when he was on the show, he was talking about the fact that one of the pr- problems with why he doesn't have adaptations of his work on the screen yet is because he wasn't willing to go babysit them in Hollywood. Yeah. I mean, you think about Neil Gaiman, like moving to America and really like babysitting his work to get it made to made to be made into things. So kudos to him. He's worked his ass off. He deserves everything, all the, you know, attention that his work is getting. And I love that maybe through, I don't know. Like, I wonder if Good Omens hadn't been adapted, would other works by Terry Pratchett be adapted? You know right. what I'm Terry saying? Terry Pratchett is sort of getting a revival because of yes. Neil Gaiman. And so the people who act like Neil Gaiman is taking advantage of it, I think, are completely wrong. I yeah. think Neil Gaiman is giving his friend yes. his, a second wind. He's yes. giving him a, a rebirth into right. the world. and. Because he's a fan of Terry, it's clear. Yeah. I mean, when you when you listen to him talk about mm-hmm. Terry, I love that. So they've got a great story. We've completely digressed away from the actual topic, <laughs> which you know happens sometimes on Tipsy Nerds. But we loved the show. I okay. loved every part of it. I loved his Bentley. I loved his uh, the design mm-hmm. of the costumes was amazing. I loved the bookshop that Aziraphale has. Oh, I want to be in that bookshop. Wonderful. I can smell it. I know. I just I just want to go live there. Me I want to go live in that bookshop. 
you know, it'd be amazing. You and I doing tipsy nerds in that bookshop drinking wine. That would be like, I want to go there and find that place. So when they're in the restaurant drinking the wine, didn't you feel like that, like that was you and I? I really just somehow have connected with these characters thinking they are you and I. Yeah. Um, And I think that's why we're cosplaying. Yeah. We really were like, because this is the first time we've dressed up. Right. Exactly. Um, We haven't really been moved to cosplay a book that we've done before. But And if you've listened to the other show or if you haven't, one of my very favorite pieces of this book is the the theme and concept of free will. And I think these two characters, you have one who is a demon, one who is an angel, and they sort of break the rules of where they come from for what they decide is the betterment of the earth and for their friendship. And even at one point, Crowley, I think, tells somebody, you killed my best friend. Oh, I cried. I I was crying during that scene. so you have a demon, right, who has no Kudos to David Tennant. Oh, he did it beautifully. And he... Is pissed because someone killed his best friend. I'm gonna cry thinking about it. I know, and it like to me a story that can right. bridge gaps between good and evil. At, right, like that's dumbing it down. But like their friendship is just like lovely yeah. and touching. It and, is. You know, those two actors just had such great chemistry, and then those scenes at the end of the series where mm-hmm. they're you know. And I just feel like they really actually pulled that out even better than the book did, I think. I think David Tennant's portrayal of Crowley at the end of the series. Oh, my gosh. When he, like, pulls up in the Bentley. Yes. And it catches on fire. Right. It, it was, he, yes. Yes. <laughs> what I'm trying to say is yes. Yes. It's kick-ass. It is. Um, and and just his acting of his emotion about his friend. Yes. Is all very good. And one of the other things I really liked about the TV show, so I love the book. The book is phenomenal. One of the things I I think I complained a little bit about in the episode about the book was that some of the side stories, like, took too long or there was too much devoted to them. And so what I liked about the show is that you had all the side stories, but they were almost condensed. And so I could really get into them, but they didn't, like, they didn't drag on. And so I really appreciated that aspect of the show, that none of the little side stories... I, I didn't get bored during. I was really invested in all. I actually really like too the when Aziraphale goes to heaven. You know yes. when he's be when he's called up to the home office. Yes. The angels that were up there. That you know the guy who was like the head angel. John Hamm as Gabriel was also fabulous. Yes. Oh it's gosh. like that was so perfect yes. casting, and he's so good. He's so good that I liked. I liked him, mm-hmm. and then uh, the two gentlemen that were playing Pastor and Ligger. Yes. Yep. They. The costuming for them, their acting, everything. Yes. I really liked um, Beelzebub. Uh, was the 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 actor for that and how they did the costuming for that was really different. Yeah, it was very different than what I had imagined in my mind, but yeah. I would say it was better. And I enjoyed the demons and how they portrayed the the hellish you know place where Crowley goes. And the very end of the series when. Crowley's down with the demons and Aziraphale and everything's just falling apart for them. And it's just, I really, really, really enjoyed that. Probably better than the book. I think, I think that goes back to the acting, like the, the part where they do the switch and yes. you have them pretending to be each other and yes. like David Tennant's in the bathtub and he's like, no, no, no. And I'm in totally convinced. Me. Oh, me too. 100%. You know Even because I already read the book, right? but I'm still convinced. And it's so good. And then yeah. when they're all just like, hmm, we better not touch them. Yes. And then they can go back to their life. And yeah, to me, this is one of those adaptations that 
I still love the book. I think it's wonderful. But yeah. I think the show, it's not one of those shows where you're like, meh, the book was better. Yeah. I think they're two totally separate things and yeah. they both did wonderful justice to the story. Yeah, I agree. I want more of it. Do you think there will be more? How would there be more? Well, it seems like, and I could be completely mistaken. So listeners, if you know some stuff about this, you know, that you've gotten from the internet, you know, let us know. But it seems to me, I heard somewhere that they, they might have more. Okay. I would watch more. Like with these characters, Mm -hmm. because absolutely we want to see David Tennant and Michael Sheen play these characters. And John Hamm. <laughs> right. And John Hamm, because, you know, he's, yeah, we always want to see him, you know, like forever. We, we yeah. want many, many, many seasons of this. So I don't know. I think they could do something else with it. I think, yeah. There would have to be another, like, it, thing happen. They'd have to yeah. have a, you Well, know. they kind of hinted at the end of the story that, like, there would be another Armageddon almost. Like, right. They're like, well, you think this is just basically it's winning the battle. You haven't won the war. Right. The war's still on. So dudes, I would, I would so. watch because the chemistry between these two actors and the friendship between those two characters and what it represents in a world where we are like so divided and we think that anybody who's different from us is an enemy. And it's right. like, no, anyone who is different from us, we need to go get a bottle of wine, go to an old bookstore and talk philosophy. Chin chin. I mean, absolutely. Yeah. Cheers to that. Like if you're afraid of somebody because they're different, right. literally go get a bottle of wine, sit next to them. And <laughs> right. like if a, if a demon from hell and an angel from heaven can be friends and save the earth. Right. Like. This know. is the Tipsy Nerd's Guide to Saving the World. Yeah. Right? <laughs> we just all need to drink Whatever a lot more. Whatever you're scared of. I'm going to go get a glass of wine, go sit next to the Black Widow and be like, hey, like, I hate you, but let's do this. Right. <laughs> World peace, bro. <laughs> like, I love it. Yeah. Let's, you know, let's hope they have more of it. I think that the fans are really, I haven't heard anything bad about the show. Have you? I haven't no. heard anything negative. Oh, Wait. Yes. You did? Okay, but it's hilarious. Okay, so, so tell me. So a bunch of the evangelical community oh, yes, really that's really right. upset about this because you have the Antichrist. You have... It's satire. Right. Chill out, people. Um, right. But they wrote a letter to Netflix, I believe. Yeah. Complaining. And Netflix did not even produce this. It was Amazon. <laughs> and so they, like, get together and, like, write this really nasty letter to the wrong production company, which I find just delightfully whimsical. <laughs> That's pretty, pretty. I get, yeah, It seems true. like Crowley and Aziraphale, like, had a hand in that. That's pretty <laughs> funny. Yeah. I like that. But here, but I mean, like, people who've read the book, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, right, it. like, people who are already, like, fans of the, of the, of the book. Mm-hmm. I don't think that I've heard anything. No. Negative about it. And it's not an anti-religious story. No. And I think anybody listening, this is not, what this is, is this is a story about I think friendship and humanity and right. living in the gray space, not the black and white of good and evil. And so I right. think anybody who goes into this thinking, oh, there's an antichrist. Oh, this, it must be horrible. Like, please put that aside because the story is about being, and there's a quote in the book. They might say it in the show too, but it's like, it's not about being good and evil. It's about being human. And right. we have all those aspects to us. And I think that's the cool thing about this show is one, it's funny and two, it's deep. And one of the great legacies of Terry Pratchett is that he was probably one of the great 20th century humanists. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And his ability to distill the thought about that into stories that are entertaining yeah. and through the use of satire and humor to get across a vision of the world that is very, you know, it's John Lennon, it's humanist, it's, it's um, about actually loving humanity. 
Right. And not all those other kinds of things that it's very life affirming. It is. And I envy it's Neil very, Gaiman yeah. for getting to have such a mentor and such a, a partner. Right. right. Um, it's amazing. So yeah. kudos to them. And, and we love the show and kudos to Amazon for bringing it. You know, they don't, I don't think I've seen as many shows that Amazon has produced as opposed to say HBO or Netflix. Everyone that I have seen that I've watched, I, I have liked and I've thought they've done a great job. Like Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've watched that or not. to any of our listeners. I highly recommend that one. It's really That's fa- Amazon. Yes. Okay. Very well done story. Just great storytelling, great, great writing, really, really, really worth your time. My husband, and my teen daughter and I, all three of us enjoyed it. So we're cutting there across generations and stuff. And then this one. So I'm really, I'm happy that we have all these people now producing these stories that we can take in. You know what we should do? What should we do? Man in the High Castle. Because that's Philip K. Dick. And yes, we yes we should do that. We should do that. Yeah. Future episode. Yes. Right stay there. tuned. Boom. Stay tuned. <laughs> so yeah, we loved this one. Yeah. I think, again, if you're not a reader... Yeah. This is a very accessible way to get some Neil Gaiman and Terry Pratchett. Yeah. Worthwhile, great, great story. Well done. If you guys are readers and you have friends and family who aren't, recommend this show because I think they did a fantastic job. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So we're just fangirling today. We're just like, well, we love them. Yay. They're great. And we don't really have anything negative to say today. Sometimes we're negative. Sometimes Sometimes we're we're just just, really fucking happy. (laughs) (laughs) AKA pretty tipsy. Uh, (laughs) Having a good time with it. So thank you all for listening. And yeah. So let us know what you think about Good Omens, about the show, about the book, about anything else. If you've read the book and you've watched the show, we want to hear like, what are the things that you loved about both? Were there any things that bothered you about the show? Please give us feedback on your thoughts on this pair. Yeah, definitely. Oh, another thing we want to see. We want to see you cosplaying. So if you cosplay yes. any of the characters, any of them, I want to see it. Someone please do Hastor and Ligger. I know, I was just thinking that. <laughs> that like moldy shit on your head. <laughs> so when when Robin and I are drinking and together, we we it's like we mind meld. And so she'll she'll say shit, and I'm like, you just pulled that out of my brain. So anyway, yes, we totally want to see that. That would be amazing. Please cosplay. Show us your pictures. We yes. will repost. Yes, absolutely. So looking forward to it. Well, this has been a lot of fun. So much fun. Yeah. So if you haven't noticed so far, I'll repeat something that we talked about a little while ago. We're not doing books every single week. We're, we're down to basically every other week doing a book because, you know, a lot of these books are, are tomes <laughs> and, you know, it, we just could not keep up with reading a whole entire book every week, research, et cetera. So we're doing that. But we are trying to give y'all like some extra content where we're, you know, doing shows. We're talking about adaptations of books to shows and things like that. So, but you know what? Tipsy Nerds, if there's anything you want us to talk about, uh, books or non-book related, just send us a little thing on Instagram or Twitter let us know if there's something that you want us to uh, chat about. I'll talk um, about my sword collection for like an hour. Yeah, Little that could be rings. fun. Yeah. That'd be fun. <laughs> and we're going to be having, you know, so we're going to have some of these special episodes. Like we're going to have an upcoming episode that's for writers amongst our listening audience, you know, so like recommending some books that we like and that that are specifically for writers and some other upcoming episodes that will be a little bit different, but Oh my gosh, Robin, your glass is empty again. Holy cow. Oh my gosh. Well, we need to fill that. That's just unacceptable. (laughs) All right. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. I'm going to get a refill. And until next time, cheers. Cheers.
Thank you for listening to the Tipsy Nerds Book Club Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, review, and share the fun with your friends and family. Love what you heard and want the fun to continue? Head over to Patreon and become a patron of the Tipsy Nerds Podcast. We love our patrons. Want a recipe for a cocktail you heard here? You can find recipes as well as show notes, episode transcripts, and helpful links on our website, tipsynerdsbookclub.com. And as always, join us next week for a new episode of Libations and Geeking Out. Cheers.